If you're a runner, chances are eventually some body part is going to hurt more than it should. Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines, I'm Gina DiPietro. Running is a great exercise, but whether you're an outdoor runner or a treadmill fan, it can lead to injury. In this episode, Dr. Christopher Felton, a Novant Health Sports Medicine Specialist, talks to Cliff Mertens about what common injuries runners deal with, how to recognize when you're running too much, and when it's time to perhaps seek out a doctor. Thank you for listening. I guess maybe the top three or four injuries you see with runners. Yeah, most common, I would say, so um, stress injuries, um, so like uh, shin splints or um, what we call kind of stress reaction um, injuries where it's, it's not quite to the point where they have a fracture, they have a stress fracture, but it's, uh, they have that sort of shin splint type pain. Um, it can certainly happen in other areas. I mean, we'll see it, we'll see it in the, uh, in the hip, we'll see it in the foot, um, but most commonly in the, in the tibia or lower leg. Um, so that'd be, that'd be the first thing. The second thing I would say is, um, you know, any just kind of overuse tendon injury. Um, you know, I was just thinking about like going from, you know, into spring when it's warming up and maybe people are kind of getting back into running, um, and they maybe do a little more than what they, what their body's ready for. Um, sure. It's 70 degrees. You know, I've been cooped up. Yeah. All- sure. Let's go. That's right. Eight months ago, I was running, you know, five miles a day. I can, I can do that again. Um, so yeah, and that goes along with the stress injuries, but, but I would say tendon injuries are, are number two, and that can be anything from Achilles to uh, gluteus medius to the perineals in the ankle. Um, but I would say tendon injuries are the, are the second. Um, and then I, I, would, I would maybe combine these two together uh, but like an IT band syndrome and plantar fasciitis. What's a, a general rule for if you start to feel pain? Pain isn't normal. I mean, there's a difference between a little soreness and pain. What's the best way to, to, to self-diagnose and, 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 you know, figure out a plan where I don't want this to hurt, this part of my body to hurt? How can I, what can I do as a runner yet still be able to run to prevent this sort of thing from escalating? Yeah, so I would say first thing is, pay attention to your volume, uh, of your, of your mileage. So if you can run a mile and, and not hurt and not be real sore, then, you know, that's probably a good, a good mileage for you right now. If you run two miles and by that second mile, you're having pain, then that's, that's too much. Um, so keeping it, keeping it in a, in a mileage range that that's not, that's not hurting you. Um, two, I would make sure you have a good, uh, a good plan for, you know, a good warm up before you start. Um, so five to 10 minutes of a good full body warm up, whether that's some calisthenics or, you know, running or jogging in place, um, uh, that kind of thing to just kind of warm your body up before you get moving, before you start running. And then certainly afterwards, when you're done, take that five to 10 minutes after your run to really cool down, stretch. Um, you're going to get more, more out of your stretch um, after your runs than before. And then the, the last thing I would say is, is just make sure you have good shoe wear. 
um, make sure that's updated um, before you before you jump in. Something that's supportive, something that's comfortable, um, and something that doesn't have more than you know 400 miles on it. What is the biggest mistake that beginning runners make? In, in relative in relation to injuries, what, what do they do that leads them into danger? I would say too much too soon. Okay. Um, I think just again going back to the volume part, I think I think we kind of have this notion that you know we want to get healthy, and maybe maybe the doctor is telling me I need to get healthy, um, and so it's like I need to I need to go from doing nothing to doing seven, <laughs> seven days a week. Um, and, and that's just going to be too much and they're going to, they're going to get injured. Um, so I, I would say, I would say that doing too much volume too quickly is probably the biggest. And, but, and what about people who are established runners? You know, you reach that plateau, you've been running a while, you want to up it a little bit. I guess they have to operate under the same mindset. You don't want to chew off too much too soon and make this big leap from X miles to X, Y, Z miles. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I hate, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I mean, that's really a lot of what it is, is, is just how much, how much increase in your, in your training that you do at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, and generally that's, that's, you know, that is one of the biggest downfalls. I think when people start breaking down and getting injured is they're, they're just doing too much too quickly. It sounds like the key part of being a runner is having patience. Yes, but that is counter opposite to a typical runner's mentality, I think. If I could, um, I could do seven. If I could do seven, I could do nine. Sure. It's sure. A day, why not? Yeah, it's, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I think, I think another, another good important point is, is what your nutrition is like and making sure that you're, your overall calorie intake is matching that increase in physical activity. Um, because if your body doesn't have the energy that it needs to, to go that extra two miles or mile and a half or whatever it is, that can also lead to lead to injury and, and, and overuse uh, injuries. That's a good point. I think a lot of beginning runners don't realize that, that fuel is important. You can't just have, the mental drive to say, I want to run and yeah. use in a pretty day, but you got to have, I guess, that energy. Yeah. And I think, I think just, and, and I'm speaking from my own experience, but I feel like maybe on some level, we don't do as good a job of, of kind of emphasizing that to the patient um, or even just to the public in general, um, when they are starting to exercise, I think we have such this kind of like, you know, here's, we, we need to talk about like how gradually you increase your training volume, um, making sure you have the right shoes, making sure you have, you know, the right flexibility. Um, but I think we leave out the fact that, hey, as you're burning more calories through the day, you need to be replacing those so that the next time you go out to exercise, your body has the fuel that it needs to, to do that, um, that incremental increase in, in training. Um, and also the quality of those calories, you know, it's not yeah. just three bags of chips are going to be enough to, to give you what your body needs. Like it needs to be healthy, healthy calories that you're increasing. 
when when do people like you come into play? When do I know it's time to go see a doctor? You know, there's sometimes where you're just sore. You might have overdone it one weekend. Okay, I'm going to dial back. Or when do I know it's time to call the doctor? Yeah, I think when those when those conservative things aren't working. So you've, you know, if you've, you know, you've you've tried a, a couple of doses of of anti-inflammatory. You've you've kind of dialed back your your mileage a little bit or your activity a little bit, um, and you're just not able to, you're just not able to get better. Um, you know, I think I think from for most people that, that's probably going to be somewhere in the in the two to three week neighborhood um, where they they've tried and tried and they're just they're not they're not able to take that next step or they're not able to kind of pick back up where they left off because they just they're continuing to hurt. Um, so I think I think the sooner the the sooner the better. I'm always a proponent of come come in sooner and if it happens to just be hey you just need to you just need to take an extra day off and you'll be fine. I'd rather that than, oh my gosh, you've been pushing through this for two months and now we're talking about a stress fracture or something and it's just going to keep you out longer. Right. Um, so I, I think the sooner the better, but I, I think when you're, when the conservative stuff has, has not panned out and is not working, then I think it's time to, to be seen. And it's easy. You mentioned that runner's mentality because it's, I'm, I'm sure the, the really good runners think that way. I'm okay. It's just a little case of shin splints when it's actually the beginning of a fracture and that stress fracture gets worse. And then boom, 12 weeks, they have to become a TV watcher. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're, I think you're right. That, that mentality is, is a, is a barrier to, to coming in sooner. I think. Boy, it is a fine line too. It's what makes you a dedicated runner on a cold day or when you don't feel like it, but it's also can be a little dangerous too. It sounds like medically. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. But I think, you know, again, going back to that sort of runner mentality, I mean, you know, runners in general, you know, pretty uh, consistent runners have a a, a very, very good awareness of their body. Um, And I think, I think they know somewhere in their mind, like, okay, this is going from what I typically know to be kind of usual soreness, um, to like, okay, this, this actually hurts. Um, and certainly when you get to the point where you're hurting at rest, um, that's, that's another kind of red flag, um, is if, if stopping the activity and just resting is not, is not improving your discomfort. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a good indication to be seen. You know, there's so many people right now that don't have access to a gym. They can't mm-hmm. run on a treadmill. They don't have access to an elliptical or a stationary bike. And so they're getting out and they're pounding the road. And that's, that's going to play into um, some injuries as well. It's a, a lot different. Surfing. It's a lot different. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. And even those people that, that they've, they've pounded the road for a bit and they're starting to hurt, you know, they want to stay active, but like I said, they don't have access to doing an elliptical or a bike that would be much better for their leg, but, and, you know, allow them to still get their cardiovascular fitness, but mm-hmm. because they don't have access to that, they're going to continue to pound the road. Right. Um, so that's another, that's another good perspective, I think, in the time that we're living in right now. Yep. Gina DePietro here again. 
As you heard, running injuries are common and affect almost every part of the lower body, but they don't have to. With patience, the correct nutrition, and warming up, and always a good pair of running shoes, you should be able to make running a lifelong enjoyment. Thank you for listening to this episode of Novant Health Healthy Headlines. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us, and subscribe to this and all the Novant Health podcasts. We post new episodes all the time. Most are just 15 minutes. Thank you for listening.